There are some things in sports that have long been considered impossible to accomplish, or records that will never be matched. For example, no one will ever surpass Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hit streak, no one will top Will Chamberlain's 100-point game, and no one will touch Wayne Gretzky's all-time points record in the NHL. Until yesterday, we could have added that a 16 seed will never beat a 1 seed in the NCAA tournament. But thanks to a virtually unknown school from Maryland, all that has changed. The University of Maryland Baltimore County, or UMBC, men's basketball team pulled off the biggest upset in college basketball history and one of the biggest upsets in sports history on Friday with a dominant 74-54 victory over the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament, the University of Virginia Cavaliers. Coming into the game, 16 seeds had historically been nothing more than cannon fodder for the top seeds in the tournament, oftentimes being looked at as a tune-up game for the rest of the way. Before tip-off, all anyone needed to look at was one statistic. 16 seeds were a combined 0 and 135 in their games against one seeds. As far as the UMBC receivers were concerned, you could throw that stout right out the window. The team that 99.9% of the viewing audience had to Google to learn what their initials stood for went toe-to-toe with the consensus number one school in the nation and not only bested them, but embarrassed them in the biggest game of their lives. The first half, they played to what at the time looked like a stunning draw, a nice story, with the score nodded at 21. Then, in the second half, all hell broke loose, as UMBC laid an absolute beat down on the Virginia Cavaliers, outscoring them 53-33. The Retrievers could do no wrong. They defended hard, forced turnovers, rebounded with conviction, not allowing second-chance opportunities, and most importantly, they could not miss from the floor. No better example example of this was senior guard Jarius Lyles, who was on absolute fire, scoring 28 points while shooting 9 of 11 from the floor and 3 of 4 from the three-point line. UMBC out-rebounded Virginia by a wide margin, 33-22, and held the Cavaliers to 41% shooting from the floor and just 18% shooting from three. This was only the second ever tournament appearance for the UMBC receivers and their first time in the big dance since getting walled by a number two seeded Georgetown back in 2008. So the first ever tournament win for UMBC is also the first ever 16 seed tournament win. Just to get into the postseason was a struggle for UMBC who won the America East Conference tournament over the University of Vermont on a last second three point shot by Jarius Lyles. Before that win that secured them a spot, the Retrievers had their fair share of struggles during the regular season. Though they ended up winning 8 of their final 9 games in the conference, they had suffered some massive defeats. On February 3rd, the Retrievers were bludgeoned at home 81-53 by Vermont, and on January 21st, UMBC got absolutely demolished by the Albany Great Danes 83-39. It's mind-blowing to consider that a team who just a few months ago was dropping games by more than 40 points just pulled off the biggest upset in college basketball history over a team in Virginia that lost two games all year by a combined eight total points. Again, not only did UMBC beat Virginia, they crushed them. 
This wasn't some fluky last-second half-court heave that went in. This was a beatdown by a team that straight-up outplayed their opponent. Virginia was the battle-tested veteran team with wins over several teams in the tournament, including UNC Greensboro, Rhode Island, Davidson, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke, Florida State, NC State, Clemson twice, and North Carolina twice. UMBC's season featured wins over luminaries like Delaware State, UMass Lowell, and Binghamton. Nothing against those schools, but they're hardly the blue bloods of a Duke or UNC. Yet, here we are, only hours removed from the meeting between David and Goliath, and Goliath ended up getting an atomic wedgie from David. A truly remarkable and unpredictable victory, and one sports fans will certainly never forget. UMBC, no matter what they do next, will always be remembered for pulling off the most improbable upset in college basketball's long history, and Virginia will never be able to live this down. On Friday, the UMBC Retrievers showed sports fans all over the world to never count out the underdog and that no feat is truly impossible. I'm Jet Stryer, and this is your home for the best quick-hitting sports news only on Anchor. I just told you about the biggest sports story of the day. It happened to be in the NCAA tournament. The 16-seeded UMBC Retrievers being the one-seeded Virginia Cavaliers. But now I'm going to run down the rest of the scores from day two in the tournament on Friday. So, UMBC beats Virginia 74-54. We all know that one. How about the other one seed, Xavier? They destroyed Texas Southern 102-83. The third-seeded Michigan State Spartans survived a scare from number 14 Bucknell. They ended up winning 82-78. The two-seed Cincinnati defeated Georgia State 68-53. The two-seeded North Carolina Tar Heels, the defending champions, took care of Lipscomb 84-66. Purdue destroys the 15-seeded CS Fullerton 74-48. Number 5-seeded West Virginia takes care of business against 12-seeded Murray State 85-68. The 13 seed Marshall Thundering Herd take the big time upset win over Wichita State, who was the four seed. Marshall wins 81 75. The four seeded Auburn survived the scare from 13 seed Charleston 62 58. Clemson beats New Mexico State 79 68. In overtime, the seven seeded Nevada beats the 10 seeded Texas 87 83. The Texas A&M Aggies, the 7th seed, take down the Providence Friars, the 10th seed, 73-69. The 10th seeded Butler Bulldogs take down the 7th seeded Arkansas Razorbacks, 79-62. Number 9 seed Kansas State beats the number 8 seed Creighton, 69-59. Number 9 seeded Florida State defeats the number 8 seeded Missouri Tigers, 67-54. And the number 11-seeded Syracuse scores the upset over the 6-seed TCU, 57-52. Obviously, what we'll remember the most is the big-time upset from UMBC. But there were several upsets on Day 2 of the tournament. The Marshall 13-seeded Marshall win over number 4-seed Wichita State also being a huge surprise. That was overshadowed by the UMBC victory. Continue to listen here on the Sports Rundown for the rest of the tournament. I will make sure you get your recaps and you can fill in your brackets appropriately. I'm Jeff Stryer, and this is your home for the best quick-hitting sports news only on Anchor. 
While the NCAA tournament was dominating television, computer, and telephone screens all throughout the country yesterday, the NFL's free agency still chugged along, and several more notable players have signed with new teams. Veteran linebacker Preston Brown is signing with the Cincinnati Bengals on a one-year deal. Last season, Brown led the NFL in tackles with 144, and the 25-year-old has never missed a game in his career. The Minnesota Vikings have agreed to terms on a one-year deal with defensive lineman Sheldon Richardson. Richardson is a former Pro Bowler and was the 2013 Defensive Rookie of the Year in the NFL after having been the 13th overall pick in that year's draft by the New York Jets. During his four seasons in New York, Richardson was a major disruptive force and run-stuffer. This past year, he was on the Seahawks after having been traded, and he had a disappointing season, finishing with only one sack, a career low. Minnesota hopes they can revive the Richardson, who was a dominant player during stretches with the Jets, and considering he's still 27 years old, it stands to reason he's got plenty of high-level football left in him. The Packers signed Kyle Fuller to an offer sheet that the Chicago Bears now have five days left to match. Fuller is probably the best cornerback still available on the market, and Green Bay is in desperate need at that position. Earlier this offseason, the Bears placed the transition tag on Fuller, meaning any offer another team submitted to the cornerback, Chicago would have the right to match and retain Fuller. Wide receiver Michael Crabtree has signed a three-year deal with the Baltimore Ravens. The contract will be worth $21 million total with $11 million guaranteed. Earlier in the week, the veteran wideout was released by the Oakland Raiders to make room for Jordy Nelson, and now the former first-round pick will be in Baltimore catching passes from Joe Flacco. Crabtree had been extremely productive during his three years with the Raiders, especially in the red zone. During his three seasons in Oakland, Crabtree caught a combined 25 total touchdowns, meaning he'll provide a nice big possession receiver to pair next to speedster Mike Wallace for the Ravens. The New England Patriots made their first additions in free agency, bringing in a trio of players. The Pats came to terms with defensive end Adrian Claiborne, running back Jeremy Hill, and tackle Matt Tobin all on Friday. Claiborne comes to New England on a two-year, $12.5 million contract and will be looked at to provide pass rushing that the team severely lacked last season. The 29-year-old Claiborne had a career-high 9.5 sacks last year for the Falcons, though six of them came in one game against the Cowboys. Jeremy Hill is expected to help replace the departing Deion Lewis, who signed earlier this week with the Tennessee Titans. Hill has spent his whole career with the Cincinnati Bengals, where in the first three seasons, he was a touchdown machine. Hill recorded 9, 11, and 9 touchdowns on the ground, respectively, during his first three years in the NFL, while also showing he was a very good receiving option out of the backfield. Last year, however, Hill was limited to just seven games and only 37 rushing attempts, and he had no touchdowns. The Patriots are hoping a healthy Hill will be yet another addition to what is always one of the best offensive units in the league. Matt Tobin has spent five years in the NFL, four for the Eagles, and last year with the Seahawks, and he'll come to New England to compete for the starting left tackle spot vacated by Nate Solder, who a few days ago signed with the New York Giants. The Detroit Lions announced the signing of running back LeGarrette Blunt to a one-year contract. The deal is for $2 million guaranteed, but Blunt can earn an extra $2.5 million with incentives. The veteran running back brings a championship pedigree to Detroit as he's won three Lombardi trophies, two with the Patriots and last year with the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Last season, the Lions' rushing attack last ranked dead last in the NFL, both in yards per game and yards per carry, and the 31-year-old Blunt should help to fix that. And finally, the recently released Tyron Matthew has reached a deal with the Houston Texans for one year and $7 million. Matthew was cut earlier in the week by the Arizona Cardinals after not wanting to take a pay cut. He now joins a Texans team known for their defense with studs like J.J. Watt and Whitley Merciless leading that side of the ball. If healthy, Matthew can be a major factor in Houston's secondary as he is extremely versatile and talented. The issue is... He has dealt with a lot of injuries throughout his NFL career, including a torn ACL in both 2013 and 2015. Last season, however, for Arizona, the Honey Badger played in all 16 games, and if Houston can get that, their defense becomes all the more dangerous. That's it for the latest news from NFL Free Agency. As always, be sure to check back in here on the Sports Rundown for updates. I am Jet Stryer, and this is your home for the best quick-hitting sports news only on Anchor. It's Saturday, March 17th. All of Friday's basketball games are over and done with. Here is your morning after in the NBA. The Celtics defeat the Magic 92-83. Terry Rozier leads all scorers with 17 points, hands out 5 assists and grabs 7 rebounds. And Al Horford has 15 points and 9 rebounds in the Boston win. Shelvin Mack scores 16 points to go with 7 rebounds and Jonathan Simmons has 13 points in Orlando's loss. The 76ers get by the Nets 120-116. Joel Embiid leads the game in scoring with 24 points to go with 19 rebounds. And Ben Simmons scores 21 points, gets 3 steals and grabs 8 boards. Dishes out 12 assists in Philly's win. On the losing side, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson finishes with 21 points, 5 assists and 10 rebounds. And Damari Carroll has an 18-point, 11-rebound double-double for Brooklyn. Dallas is edged out by Toronto, 122-115 in overtime. Seven different players for the Raptors score in double figures, led by a game-high 29 points from DeMar DeRozan, who added six assists. And Jonas Valanciunas has a 21-point, 12-rebound double-double in the victory. Harrison Barnes puts up 27 points to go with five assists, and rookie Dennis Smith Jr. scores 19 points for the Mavericks in their loss. The Clippers drop their game to the Thunder, 121-113. Russell Westbrook ends his night with another triple-double, going for 16 points, 10 rebounds, and 11 assists, and Steven Adams finishes up with an 18.14 rebound double-double in the Thunder win. Tobias Harris puts up a game-high 24 points, adding 5 rebounds and 6 assists, and Austin Rivers scores 23 points, gets 3 steals, and grabs 7 boards in the LA loss. Sacramento tops Golden State 98-93. Buddy Heald ends his night with 22 points, 7 assists, and 7 rebounds off the bench. And Scalabrissiere scores 15 points, adding 5 rebounds, also off the bench, in the Kings' victory. Quinn Cook leads all scorers with 25 points, getting 3 steals. And Draymond Green scores 14 points, gets 4 steals, hands out 7 assists, and grabs 10 rebounds for the injury-plagued Warriors in the losing effort. And the last game Friday saw the Heat sneak by the Lakers 92-91. Goran Dragic drops 30 points to lead the game in scoring, as well as grabbing 5 boards. And Kelly Olenek scores 17 points, gets 3 steals, and have 5 rebounds off the bench for Miami in their win. Julius Randle ends up with 25 points and 12 rebounds in a double-double, and Brooke Lopez scores 18 points in LA's loss. That's the buzzer for this edition of the Morning After in the NBA. I'm Jet Stryer, and this is your home for the best quick-hitting sports news, only on Anchor.